Montana is talking here. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Oh, man, I'm already busting up laughing here. John Jackson in the house with us here. I think, uh, yeah, our mic three still busted, so let me throw you on mic four. I was going to start with John Fetterman today. You know, you and I were, were sharing this meme on Twitter back and forth where they got uh, Chunk from Goonies. <laughs> and, and he's holding sloth. <laughs> <laughs> and it says he's ours now because john fetterman is is uh you know he's calling out the radical left and their anti-israel nonsense anyway we'll, we'll get to that with john jackson here in a second but you and i started chatting uh before we kicked off the program here uh you done done it now lloyd austin Lloyd Austin, man, you done done it now so secretary of defense lloyd austin forget the china spy balloon Forget, you know, the the disastrous withdrawal from Afghanistan. Forget the horrific way they treated our troops when they kicked them to the curb over COVID-19. You know why Democrats may even support the impeachment of Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin? He ruined their annual January 6th celebration. <gasps> oh, no, that's, you can't have that. He took January 6th completely out of the news cycle. He ruined and destroyed their annual January 6th celebrations. They love to celebrate January 6th, and Lloyd Austin ruined it for all of them. Well, he's calling in from the hospital like Forrest Gump. You know, Sorry, I ruined your January 6th party. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what, what I was telling John. I said, hey, did you, you know, th this was my reaction to the, you done done it, Lloyd Austin. And he said, Sorry, I ruined your Black Panther party. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Where you see so many of these big time pundits on on Twitter and on, <laughs> oh, and on the news messing this up is they're all like, "Oh yeah, he's going to lose his job now." Yeah, how, how can he keep his job? They're just throwing up their hands. It's like, guys, you're still under this this misapprehension from 20 years ago that he's actually there to run the Defense Department. Okay, that's not why he's there. Just like um, uh, Ray's not there to run the FBI, and Garland's not there to actually administer justice at the Department of Justice. They are there to do the bidding of the regime, which which Austin has always done. So nothing's going to happen to him. Yeah, well, and and that's like like the Democrats are saying, oh well, I can't believe this happened, and something needs to be fixed. Oh, for Pete's sake, Alejandra Mayorkas in the Department of Homeland Security is responsible for this invasion on our southern border. But, uh, you know, hopefully he gets impeached. They're actually holding those hearings uh, today, I think, is, is when they start. God, that guy gives me the creeps. I'm telling you, Aaron, every time you see him speak, Speak. You just know. You just know he has got some uh, male co-ed at the bottom of a pit in the basement of his house. And he's, and he's looking down. It puts the lotion on its skin or it gets the hose again. I mean, that guy is a creep. Oh, man. But, uh, yeah, he finally decides to go visit Eagle Pass, Texas, two days before impeachment hearings start, of course. Now, oh, man, they're going to be they're gonna be trying to impeach me on Wednesday. I better get, get to the border by Monday to make it look like I'm actually Do you guys have a something. rainbow club around here? Is that, is that, has anybody been? 406-294-0970. If you want to jump in on the conversation or you got something you want to talk about, as John Jackson, the Joker from Twitter, is in the house for the most, if you haven't figured it out yet, unwoke hour of the week right here with Montana Talks, the show where we the people get a talk. All right, so I have not taken the time to pour through the hundreds of documents that have now been released in the Jeffrey Epstein case. 
but one of our listeners did, and one of our listeners called in. Hey, Aaron Flint here with Montana Talks. That's what makes this show so great, is getting your phone calls from all across Montana. It's not only a great way for you to be heard all across the state, but it's a great chance for folks elsewhere across Montana to find out what people are talking about. Montana Talks, the show where you get to talk. We take you statewide, Monday through Friday, 9 to 10. This is where Montana talks. Montana talks with Aaron Flint. Yeah, you're exactly right, John Jackson. We got to start telling people about the Shot Show coming up. What are we like two weeks out now from the big Shot Show in Las Vegas? I tell you, I I went to my first Shot Show. What was it? Three years ago or something? And I had a great time. But man, I tell you what, you know, there's so much to see and so many people to talk to. Um, to sit there and try to do it all on your own is a challenge. And uh, so thankfully, man, but we had you come last year and, and you sidekick. So the whole time, because, you know, it's hard for me to take phone calls when we're on the road. So normally I can have the callers as my sidekicks. But uh, when I was down at the SHOT Show, we, you know, it, it takes a lot of extra work to go find the people, to go see the, uh, the, the booths and to see all the guns and gear. But having you sidekick, man, we had a ton of fun down there uh, last year. So looking forward to doing it again here in a couple weeks. It was amazing to me the amount of of top-line guests that come walking by and they see that Montana talks, you know, big uh, banner there. And they, they want to talk. They want, Hey, can I, can I get over there? Can I, can I talk to you guys? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> hey, 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 you got some stuff for me. It was like, <laughs> it felt like you were back in your old line of work as a federal law enforcement officer. <laughs> hey man. Hey, uh, Hey, you got some stuff. Hey, <laughs> hey you, you just yell across the way at, at Sebastian Gorka. That's right. You know, hey, Gorka. Yeah. You want to come over here and talk? I got back pain. <laughs> what are you afraid of, Gorka? Get over here. <laughs> he, he walks over. over. He's like 6'5". You talking to me, son? Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Uh, yes. <laughs> and then Lauren Borbert come up in her high heels, and she just wanted to meet John Jackson, so that's the only reason she stopped by. So. God, she's a, I mean, what is she, about five foot tall? Is I mean, she even that tall? 90 pounds? I don't yeah. know. With the high heels on, maybe five yeah. feet tall. But uh, she can throw a punch from what I hear, though. So. <laughs> yeah, I heard that the other day. <laughs> she, like, smacked her ex-husband or something a couple yeah. of times. Well, yeah. you know what? Hey, can you blame her? I don't know, you know. Uh, uh, but, uh, yeah, no, we're going to have a great time. You have the SHOT Show. It's not only do you see the latest in guns and gear, but it really is an interesting who's who of, of the gun world and, and of politics. I mean, oftentimes members of the Trump family are there and, you know, and they're just walking around in ball caps and, you know, low profile because they just like the guns and the gear. And, and, and they were there and they were, you know, like Donald Trump Jr. He'd come hunting in Montana and he'd sleep on people's couches. Uh, you know, when he'd go hunting. And, and that's who he was before his dad was ever running for president of the United States. So um, so anyway, kind of, kind of a cool deal. So it'll be exciting to see who all we run into while we're down there. They are going to have, um, I think I sent, I think you got the info on this as well. They're having an attorney's general panel yes. discussion. So uh, uh, Austin, uh, Austin Knutson will be down there, but he's been a big gun guy since he was a kid. Uh, so there'll be a panel discussion with several AGs. And then a governor's panel discussion. Uh, Governor Greg Gianforte will be down there. And uh, I'm excited to see Sarah Huckabee Sanders. She's yes. going to be at that as well. So, yeah, it should be a good deal. Uh, all right. Well, John and I got a bunch to talk about uh, here. But let's see. We got a couple callers on the phone line. So uh, let's jump into the phone lines here. Uh, first up, Nancy in Roundup. Uh, oh, actually, that's Stephen Ballantyne. Steve, go ahead. 
Steve, are you there? Okay, we must, unless that's Nancy on line one. Hold on. Or wait a minute. Did I? I'm not hearing any noise on that phone line. I might have pushed a button. Steve, give me a try again. Steve, are you there? Okay, I'm not hearing line one. Let me see. Nancy, are Nancy? You're like me when I'm in here, Aaron. <laughs> okay. Uh, this is Nancy. There yeah. we go, Nancy. All right, go ahead. Okay, I'm just glad our phone let's lines are working. Roundup. Let's let's be a politically correct here now, guys. I mean, come on. <laughs> okay. Well, first we got a well. Good morning. I got to tell everybody in Montana good morning. But I tell you, we have to first start out by wishing Lola uh, Van Campen. Uh, she's a longtime resident of Billings, Montana. She's 107 years old today. So happy birthday, sweetheart. And you make sure you eat a lot of birthday cake and ice cream. God bless. Isn't that cool? She's at St. John's Lutheran Ministry, or at, their, uh, at the St. John's Senior Living. And, uh, yeah, 107 years old in Billings, Montana. That was a cool story. Thanks for that birthday shout-out there. Okay. I love centurions. I, I hope I live to be 100 or 150. I don't care what anybody says. I don't want to be down there in a hole with worms. Uh-uh, i got better things to do. Well, we're going to need hey, you, okay, too. we got a lot of work to do to get this country on track. So. Right. Okay. i got to talk about uh, the 2024 election. Uh, J6 is very much alive uh, this weekend, and, of course, that was because of bumbling uh, Biden over at the Valley Forge. Uh, that's all he talked about was J6, and he, he said... Uh, uh, President, former President Trump's name 34 times. So that, uh, he's obsessed. That's all he can talk about. And, uh, I got news for him because I think what the, uh, Democrats are gonna do, they're gonna dump him. They're gonna find a way to dump him. And, uh, they're gonna, ha they're going to, their choice for the president, uh, uh, election in 2024 is going to be Governor, Pennsylvania Governor, uh, Josh Shapiro. He is extremely popular. Uh, he wins by landslides, and uh, he's got a lot of backing. So I think that's what they're going to do. It's going to be Josh Shapiro for their uh, presidential candidate. And i got to tell you something. Um, there's a lot of talk about Ashley Babbitt and her murder by uh, 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 ex-officer Michael um, Byrd. And a lot of people want that uh, investigated again. It was investigated, and then uh, the, the case against him was dropped in 2021. But, you know, it's amazing. I got back into American history, and the same people that took down President Nixon and assassinated L, uh, uh, John F. Kennedy and uh, attempted to assassinate uh, Ronald Reagan and now are going after uh, Donald Trump. It's the same people, and it's, it's always for the same reason, because all four of these men have something in common. They wanted to destroy the deep state and cut back on bureaucrats. Uh, putting America first, putting America state. first. Interesting that you think that, that the Democrats are going to kick Biden aside and put uh, uh, Pennsylvania's governor in instead, although it seems like they're, they're grooming the nice hairdo guy out of California, Gavin Newsom. Uh, uh, for that job. But Nancy, great to hear from you. Thanks for the phone call. Uh, we'll get John Jackson's take and more. John Jackson, the Joker from Twitter, sidekicking with us here. The number for you, 406-294-0970. Back right after this. Did you receive a call or message that mentioned Social Security and demanded immediate action? Did the caller know your Social Security number or other personal information and tell you that your Social Security number had been used in connection with the crime? Did you feel worried that your social security number might be suspended, your bank account might be frozen or seized, or you could be arrested? That is not the Social Security Administration. Social Security will not threaten you, demand your personal information or instant payment, email or text you pictures or documents, or use a real government official's name to gain your trust. 
Social Security does not accept payments by gift card, prepaid debit card, internet currency, or by mailing cash. Criminals use these forms of payment because they are hard to trace. Do not be fooled. Hang up. Ignore them. Report this criminal activity to the Social Security Administration Office of the Inspector General at oig.ssa.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. Do you... This is where Montana talks. You're listening to Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right. Yeah, John Jackson, I want to get your take on. Uh, Nancy threw out a few, a few different topics there, but uh, I think you and I both kind of agree. It would be interesting to, to to see why folks would think that Pennsylvania's governor would be the backup when the, if and when they try to remove Joe Biden from the ticket uh, at some stage of the game when it seems like, you know, Gavin Newsom has positioned himself and the Democrats have been grooming the nice hair guy to be that guy. Well, you know, the big uh, they, them, the men in black are not going to be able to remove Joe Biden from the ticket. It'll only happen if he decides to do it voluntarily. And I'm telling you right now, I do not see that happening. As long as he can get out three sentences over that teleprompter without pooping his pants and without drooling or staggering around, he is going to get him and Jill love that White House. They love that power. They got a whole st- Staff running everything for them. I'm telling you, as you and I sit here right now, Grandpa Joe ain't going nowhere. All right, but real quick before we get to Stephen Valentine, because I guess he is on the line, and for whatever reason, you just couldn't hear me before. But uh, before I get to Stephen Valentine, John Fetterman, uh, in a few different examples now, John Fetterman, uh, you know, it seems like his his brain function. Uh, is restoring now. He's the he's the Democrat the Democrat senator from Pennsylvania. Remember the guy who basically like like he couldn't even cognitively function when he was campaigning. Uh, but the Babylon Bee had this headline. Uh, this, the Babylon Bee had this headline where they basically said, uh, "Man's brain function restores." He becomes conservative. <laughs> so he's criticizing the left when it comes to the, the anti-Israel, anti-Jewish stuff. But then he's criticized the, the liberal left on some other things. And so, yeah, that's why it was really funny when the Babylon Bee had this headline. Weird. Man becomes more conservative as he regains brain function. <laughs> well, he, came out, he came out the other day and just flat out said to a reporter, he says, I'm not a progressive. I mean, he really, really has shocked them, like on Israel, the border. They, and, and see, they don't know what to say because they thought this guy was with them. They propped him up for how long now? A year when he was a vegetable. And now he's coming out. He's not going with him on a bunch of these topics. And they're, they're stunned. Well, and, and I've heard, though, that there are things with your brain. Like, it's crazy. I mean, the, we joke about it. You know, man becomes more conservative as he regains brain function. But I was just talking with some friends recently. Like, there, there are medical instances where... You can have pressure on your brain, and you'll think people are going flat out crazy. I'm like, what the heck? Why are they doing this? Why are they doing that? Or what's going on with them? And then, the, and then they figure out, oh, there's there's some pressure on the brain, and when surgery is done to relieve the pressure off the brain, then they they don't do that crazy stuff anymore. So, uh, 
Uh, anyway, I don't, I don't know if that's necessarily what's happening to Fetterman here or not, but he is willing to call out the radical liberal left. Well, if you saw his stances when he was mayor, because this is not his first political job. He was the mayor of a small town there in, in Pennsylvania. He was a left-wing loon. His positions were very, very radical left-wing. Yeah, because he was a trustafarian, spoiled brat, white yeah. liberal, rich kid, basically. Wanted to let everybody out of jail. Basically, didn't think any there, there needed to be jails, you know, uh, legalize all drugs. I mean, he was far left-wing. Yeah, yeah, that's right. But I do love I love the the meme on uh, on Twitter that you and I shared back and forth, where it's Chunk from Goonies, hugging sloth. <laughs> He's ours now. You know, <laughs> where it's conservative saying Fetterman's ours now. <laughs> Go Sling classic. Blade. Go Sling Blade all the way, baby. It's classic. Oh, uh, well, and we're gonna need our hoodies over the next few days anyway. So, <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be a cold one. Uh, all right, Stephen Ballantyne, what's going on? Morning, guys. Morning. Um, yesterday, Aaron, you were talking about the Democrat Party is paying for a Rosendale ad. Um, On Facebook, I, yeah. I, okay, so it, isn't it, though, that wrote, that the, the political people, you know, I approve this ad? Um, so what's the scoop on all this? What's going on? So this was a Facebook ad. And now I think on Facebook, they, you know, like, yeah, if you hear a radio ad or a TV ad, it'll say at the end, this ad paid for by blah, blah, blah. Montanans in support of the most unwoke hour of the week, right? Um, but on Facebook before, like people would just throw stuff on Facebook. Now they've had more rules put into place to where they, they, they're, they're forcing disclosure of paid political ads or sponsored posts, right? Um, so yeah, I, you, you'll see an article that's, that's very clearly, uh, promoting Congressman Matt Rosendale, but then underneath it, it'll say, uh, paid for by the Montana Democrat Party or sponsored by, uh, whatever the pack is. And so, but, but if you if you look at the the Montana Public Radio, they had their campaign beat uh, political conversation recently on their website, and and they they say it outright there that that John Tester and the Democrats don't want to face Tim Sheehy as as the Senate candidate for the Republicans. So so it looks like the Democrats are deliberately propping up Rosendale because they want to see a divisive primary for Senate here in Montana. They they think that's the best way to save John Tester. But can't Rosen can't can't Matt just say I did not? This is you know this is not me. I'm not you know. Granted, I mean oh he could you know, yeah. it was a positive, positive ad, but I mean so the, the Democrats are playing some really dirty pull. But uh, I mean I I, I it's just I, I don't know it's just weird. Well, it's not weird, but it, it just uh, it's drawn the attention that you know I mean is it's just it's different. Yeah. Well, hey, let's be honest. If if we wanted to cause a divisive Democrat primary, if we thought that was the best way to help conservatives, boy, we'd be propping up whoever the uh, the Democrat insurgent was too, right? You know, it, it's it's. Uh, in fact, that's what I loved. I, yeah, and the Democrats know this, and it, it drove them nuts. That's why I loved having Brian Schweitzer, uh, you know, on the radio. You know, a he was entertaining anyway, but right. we all knew that John Tester. And Max Baucus despised former Democrat Governor Brian Schweitzer. But, see, Brian Schweitzer would come on, and, and he'd have fun, and he'd answer phone calls. But, but here's the deal is that, is that, you know, because of their hostility to Brian Schweitzer, 
the Democrats ended up ended up uh, losing everything, and they threw you know. But but John Test and John Tester was a part of the trash Brian Schweitzer effort. Uh, but and so the the Montana Democrat Party has basically lost everything. But old selfish John Tester has sure, sure figured out a way to hold on to power for himself, hasn't he? Well, okay. So back to Rosendale. So I mean, is he? I, I'd like to see him just stay right where he's at. I, I don't want him to do anything because we cannot afford to lose that that house seat. We can't. Well, I think the Republicans are going to hold that House seat one way or the other because uh, it's such a very, very safe Republican seat. But, yeah, I, I hear where you're coming from, though, Steve, because, uh, yeah, a lot of very close uh, supporters of Congressman Matt Rosendale are saying the same thing. They're saying, hey, we want you to stay in the House, keep up the fight in the House uh, instead of, you know, uh, taking on another run against John Tester. In fact, uh, former state Senator John Brennan out of SCOBY, when he joined us for our New Year's special, he said just that. Uh, John Jackson, your thoughts? Well, you, you remember you talk about primaries and people fighting. Remember 2022? You had those two nitwits. Uh, it was a Penny Ronning and the guy that was pretending to be an independent. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Buchanan or where was his name? Gary, Gary Buchanan. Yeah, Buchanan. Yeah. Nice guy. Those two yeah. were running against each other. Of course, he was pretending to be an, an independent, but he's a Democrat. And they're both basically running against each other against Rosendale. And we're like clapping. We're like, <laughs> oh yeah, all the way. You guys take it all the way because they're tearing each other apart. And splitting the money and all that. Well, we yeah, love yeah. yeah, we love it when uh, when the other side is finally infighting and going after each other because Republicans love to fight each other. So to see Democrats fighting each other for a change is like you know break out the popcorn, right? But yeah, no, that's so that's exactly why that's exactly why the Democrats and I've even noticed some of the very liberal blogs and liberal media outlets that have been trashing Matt Rosendale since day one, all of a sudden they're like his best friend and they're doing positive news pieces about him. It's like, <laughs> I know exactly what you guys are doing here. They're, they're doing the Dr. Evil, you know that meme? Of, come on, come on, come on, come to daddy, come to daddy. Oh, man. Yeah, and, and so, yeah, I'm like, you know what? If if the people who despise you are all of a sudden giving fa you favorable news coverage, uh, it, it may not be because they're your friends now. Uh, that's my whole cautionary tale there. But uh, uh, but yeah, no, um, Congressman Rosendale actually. Uh, uh, he, well, here's this. Let me just play the news story here from Fox News. We were talking about uh, Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin. You done done it this time, Lloyd Austin. Uh, here is uh, here's the new articles of impeachment that will be filed uh, against Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin. Officials still won't even tell us if Secretary Austin ever lost consciousness while he was in an ambulance being rushed there from his house to Walter Reed on January 1st, more than a week after he went to the hospital for an elective surgical procedure. The Pentagon carried out an airstrike in Iraq while Austin was in the ICU, but we're told it was authorized before Austin went in and the CENTCOM commander ran point. Austin did participate in a secure call with the president January 1st, the day he went back to the hospital for these issues. The White House Situation Room, which needs to know where people on these calls are located at all times, didn't know exactly where he was. Yeah, well, big surprise there. Anyway, that I, I queued up the wrong audio clip. The clip I was going to play is uh, there's a news story from Fox News Radio about how Congressman Matt Rosendale is introducing impeachment articles against Lloyd Austin. So, uh, so anyway, there there you go. But uh, yeah, they they didn't even know where he's at. The Situation Room has no idea what the situation is. The difference in coverage. Imagine if that's Trump's Secretary of Defense. It would have been halfway to the if halfway to the hospital. It would have been an OGC. 
seen out of O.J. Simpson. You would have had the entire media fleet <laughs> following his ambulance, you know, live coverage. But this guy, he goes to the hospital and is in there for damn near a week, and nobody even knows he's gone. Nobody even knows he's not running the place. Yeah. Yeah, Dana Perino said yesterday that this is a sign of just how incompetent the Biden administration is. And Dana Perino is usually the one who's who's pretty nice, uh, if anything, too fair to the other yeah. side. Because she's worked in the White House, so she knows how this stuff works. And she's like, yeah, this just shows how there is zero competence in this administration whatsoever. I can see the white Ford Bronco just <laughs> moving down so the beltway. Sl slow speed, right to the hospital. The yeah. beltway is blocked as uh, the reporters <laughs> hover around the ambulance right now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. All right. Uh, let's see. Um, man, we got so much to talk about. Already got to take another break. Did you get a call or message that mentioned Social Security that made you feel threatened or scared? That is not the Social Security Administration. Social Security will not threaten you, press you for personal information, or demand instant payment. Social Security does not accept payments by gift card, prepaid debit card, internet currency, or by mailing cash. Criminals use these forms of payment because they are hard to trace. Don't fall for it. Hang up. Ignore them. Report this criminal activity to oig.ssa.gov. Here's News Talk 970 and 103.3 FM KBUL. Your home for Fox News, Hannity, Bonchino, and Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Talking about the issues that matter to Montana statewide. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right, we're going to jump right back in. Actually, yeah, let's just start with the phone calls because otherwise, once John and I get rolling here, it's a little hard to, to pause and then move on to something else. Uh, unless John says something really unwoke and then we just, okay, I, I don't know what else to say here. We're just going to go to the phone lines. That, that'll happen from time to time. Uh, let's see, who do we got here? I think it was, let's see, Frank and not Frank and Evergreen. He already called in. It's another Frank. Let's see. Oh, Frank in the flathead. Listening to KJJR. Frank, thanks for the call. Hey, good morning, guys. Thanks for the show. If uh morning. friends of the show, just right off the bat, just want to let you know, I'm uh voted for Trump twice. I'll vote for him again if he's the nominee. But uh, last week, you guys, we were talking about Trump being a reckless spender. And uh, you mentioned that during COVID, he signed the CARES Act, but it was actually more, even before that, he signed a lot of other legislation he he even said he regretted it once, but he, he was a big spender. But uh, a uh, private joker there uh, mentioned challenged anybody to bring up somebody who had done better. And I would say, uh, and I'm like I said, I'm I like Trump. I like the feelings of 2016. Um, but when you stand back, it's just objectively, DeSantis is a better choice. I mean, fundamentally, he's principled. And a good example is is COVID, where. Uh, Trump doubled down with Fauci and everybody else, and he even criticized uh, Kemp uh, and DeSantis as they began to open up. And uh, I, I tagged you guys in your Twitter feeds uh, a couple articles. But that's just, you know, that's just an example where, you know, he initially uh, decided to went along with everybody, as we all did. But as evidence came about and, uh, you know, some credible contrarian voices like Dr. Scott Atlas and Jay Bhattacharya, John Ioannidis and others, uh, he reacted and changed where Trump did double down. And, and so whatever good came from Trump's uh, first two years got canceled out by a second. And so my main point is 
like I said, I'll vote for Trump again because uh, I mean I don't even know if I can hold my nose and vote for Nikki Haley, but he's uh, it's good just to be realistic about Trump. I think people just kind of cast whatever vision they want on Trump, and you know, a gentle criticism to you, Aaron. You you just kind of mentioned, oh yeah, Trump. If it wasn't for Trump, states wouldn't have been able to open up, and it's, it's actually the opposite. Trump publicly criticized states. Yeah, but for how long? So, so, so yeah, I get where you're coming from. Is that okay? So initially, Trump went with the lockdowns for like what two weeks, right? But then the the rest. Of, I, I think that's. I think there's a little bit of revisionist history here because being being in the fight every single day for 2020 and 2021 and 2022, Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis were on the same team and they were in the fight together, and 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 they fought together to keep Florida open. And I agree with you. Ron DeSantis is an incredible governor. I, I'd love to see him on the ticket down the road. I, I don't think this is his time and no matter how great of a job somebody does as governor i i think there's still people that wonder yeah but president is different and you got to prove yourself on the national stage and 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 for whatever reason he was not able to do that on the national debate stage was to to somehow prove uh to prove himself on the national stage yet uh yeah. so people just like trump more and i get it and i guess one of my i guess my point is one of the reasons people like trump more is they have an image of trump that's disconnected from what trump actually did and it was not just a few weeks. It was April 30th, which was, you know, Trump, Trump should have followed his initial, his initial thing of saying, hey, I'm going to open up by Easter and all that. So it was by June of 20, July, uh, where those states were really opening up. And he, he actually criticized him. So it, that, that tells me that Trump was more into the lockdowns than he lets on. So he, I don't know. To me, it can't have it both ways, but, uh, like yeah, said, but uh, uh, either way, I think for the for most of the entirety of 2020, uh, you know, we all remember the the media mob and the weight of the world was was coming down on Donald J. Trump, and he was pushing back against lockdowns and against mandates and all this. And it was blue city governors and blue or blue city mayors and blue state governors that were the ones that were fighting to lock everything down. Uh, but I, hey, I'm a big fan of Florida Governor Ron DeSantis as well. And hey, maybe 2028, uh, but uh, I think 2024 it's Donald J. Trump, uh, and and uh, I think we'll see that within the next week here in the Iowa caucuses. John, either way, Frank, great to hear from you, John Jackson. Your thoughts. Well, I could talk for the next 30 minutes on that subject right there alone, Aaron. But here, the case... Well, we'll, we'll keep you around for another hour <laughs> so we can talk about some other stories, too. Yeah, <laughs> The case for Trump, bottom line, it, you know, the, the elevator pitch here is that, first of all, Trump has that base of voters that no one else has. That base of people that are going to walk through the snow and the rain and the cold to vote for him no matter what. Case number one. Number two, number second point is that after what the Democrats have done to that man for seven years and now post presidency indicting him on completely bullshit charges. Adam Schiff. Now, what, what, what he got? 90, 90 charges against him now by these criminal crooks. If we allow this to stand and don't make him our nominee, guess what that guarantees, Aaron? They will do it to our next guy and our next guy and our next guy. Trump has to be our nominee. Well, and I think the, the most important thing you just said right there was is even if people agree with everything that, that Frank just said there, okay, uh, you know, are the people going to show up for for Ron DeSantis or Nikki Haley or Vivek Ramaswamy or 
I'm not even going to say Chris Christie. Uh, are they going to show up for them? That's the real question. Is that no matter how great Ron DeSantis is, is will the army of Trump supporters show up the way they show up for Donald J. Right. Trump? Because you know th that's what that's where I agree. Evelyn Pyburn made this point um, uh, last week or the week before. We were talking about we we were asked this question: Why are they trying to remove Donald J. Trump from the ballot? And we can give a whole bunch of reasons why, but I fundamentally believe. That what Evelyn said was right is that they want to remove Trump from the ballot because they don't want Trump supporters to show up because because they're not only interfering in the Trump election in the 2024 presidential election, they're interfering in every election if they remove Trump off the ballot because they know that there is an army of people in Great Falls, Montana and in Butte, Montana that will show up simply because Donald J. Trump is on the ballot. And they didn't show up in the in the Virginia elections last November and maybe even in the midterm elections in 2022, but they will be there in 2024 for Donald J. Trump. And that's why they want to keep him off the ballot. Aaron, I just think you're off base right there. Don't you know this is five-dimensional chess <laughs> by the Democrats? And they're trying to throw him off the ballot all over the country and indicting him 90 times. That's really because they want him to be the nominee, you see. Yeah. Uh, by the way, former Speaker Newt Gingrich had some very interesting remarks on with Laura Ingram last night where he said that that it's only going to get worse heading into 2024, that, that Joe Biden is going to increase the weaponization of the Justice Department because they are so scared of Donald J. Trump. That's why that's why Biden is lashing out. Uh, and, and I made the reference. He's like a wounded animal. A wounded animal is more likely to bite uh, out of fear. And that's where the Biden administration is right now. Uh, they are a wounded animal because of, the, of their bad policies. And so they are biting back at, at not just Donald J. Trump, but against the American people uh, right now and the millions of Trump supporters that are out there. Right on that same subject. Did you see on Saturday? You know, the, the day of the George Floyd, was it? No, it was George Floyd. No, it wasn't. George Floyd, January 6th. I'm sorry. But whatever. They're both the same. But on the, on the January 6th um, anniversary, that very day, the FBI managed to find three of their fugitives from January 6th and arrested them in Florida. Isn't that an amazing coincidence? Hey, uh, I, there's, there's one story I asked you uh, before we started the show today. I said, hey, what do you want to talk about? And there was one story that John wanted to talk about, and we haven't even gotten to it yet. But don't you worry, because we've got the mighty human Z on the phone lines, who I think might give us a little, uh, might put the ball on the tee for us. Z, what's going on? Hey, good morning, gentlemen. This is like an 80s day. I mean, all these 80s references, I got two coming up. One is, she's an easy lover by Phil Collins, and I refer to the issue Fanny Gate. So, and I don't, John, I don't know how you missed this, but the attorney, the district attorney in Fulton County, Georgia, who is prosecuting Trump, her name is Fanny Willis. She's had a secret lover, and I want to say, what you talking about, Willis? <laughs> what you talking about, Fanny? Um, so uh, he is, he, apparently he's had his eyes on Fanny for quite some time now. Uh, yes, we, know, we knew that about <laughs> is that he does keep his eye in that general direction. But yeah, um, yesterday it pops, it pops up on my Twitter feed from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, which is a far left-wing loon paper down there in Atlanta, that Fanny Willis, the DA down there who's going after Trump, who does she appoint? She appoints a special prosecutor to prosecute Donald Trump. Well, that special prosecutor is the recently divorced boyfriend, her boyfriend, 
okay, that she has paid up to $650,000 to his firm for him to do this prosecution. The guy has like no background in really any major big uh, high profile cases. And they've also taken lavish vacations with those taxpayer funds. Yeah, this is crazy. Even Politico, a left-leaning news outfit, has this. The bombshell public filing alleged that special uh, prosecutor Nathan Wade Paid for lavish vacations he took with Fannie using the Fulton County funds his law firm received. They got paid $654,000. And he goes on trips with his, his lover. Waking up on the right side. This is the Sean Hannity Morning Minute. Biden was mocked for appearing days confused and mumbling and bumbling and stumbling after his auntie. Trump's speech when his own wife has to go out there and escort him off the stage. It's getting worse. I can't think of a Joe Biden public appearance in the last number of months. I don't know, four or five months where everything has gone well, where he's been able to get through a speech, get off the stage and not look days confused and mumbling and mumbling. You know, cognitive decline is something that is degenerative. It never gets better. It only gets worse. And I don't care what medication somebody might be on. From coast to coast, from sea to shining sea, it's the Sean Hannity Show. Imagine a society with a digital dollar and no cash, no tooth fairy or piggy banks, no more selling extra items for cash. A digital dollar means your life could depend on the Internet, electricity and people you don't know. Plus, it means every penny you have could all be tracked. So goodbye to privacy. That's why thousands of Americans have decided to opt out of the government's plans by talking to GoldCo and putting a portion of their savings into physical gold and silver, including Sean Hannity. Sean has personally bought medals from the top-rated company, GoldCo, who has an excellent reputation. They've placed over $2 billion in gold and silver, and right now they're offering up to $10,000 in bonus silver while supplies last. So call GoldCo at 855-815-GOLD to learn how you could get started today. Tell them Hannity sent you and see if you qualify for up to $10,000 in bonus silver. Call GoldCo at 855-815-GOLD. That's 855-815-GOLD. 4752. Brought to you from the Montana Hot Spring Spas and Saunas Live Well, Feel Better Studio. This is where Montana talks. Montana talks with Aaron Flint. All right. Hey, by the way, um, I think it was Stephen Valentine earlier who was talking about, you know, the U.S. Senate race and the, and the, the Eastern District House race here in Montana. Another candidate for Congress is officially entering the race for the Eastern Congressional uh, District here in Montana. Uh, uh, State Senator Ken Bogner out of Miles City. In fact, last time he joined us on the radio, he mentioned that he was looking at getting into that race. Uh, and uh, and he today is making that official. I think he may even call into the show uh, uh, when we open up the phone. We've got open phones not only right now, but we're going to have open phone lines in the 9 o'clock hour of the show as well. So so he may call in during that open phones time in the 9 o'clock hour. Uh, John, I've had to do that 
you know, there's going to be so many candidates, not just for the House race, if it if it truly opens up the way some people think it will. Every single statewide office in Montana practically is on the ballot in 2024. If if I schedule every single candidate, especially in a primary, to be on the show, we would have nothing but scheduled guests for the next year that are that are running for some sort of office right now. So instead, I just say, hey, guys, phone lines are open, uh, you know, because I get emails all the time. Hey, I'm running for Congress. Hey, I'm running for this. It's like, can I be on the show? Yeah, call in just like everybody else across Montana. And it's not that I'm trying to be rude. I'm just like I know our listeners do not want to hear nothing but candidates for the next 11, 12 months, or 10 months, I guess it would be, 10, 11 months. Right? You could be like NPR, you know. And next up on the phone lines, we have the candidate from the 11th. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Today, from... <laughs> instead, I want to be like, yeah, I want to be like, you know, when when uh, was, or, uh, C-SPAN radio, uh, I'd have this as my wake-up alarm when I went to Howard University in Washington, D.C. You'd get C-SPAN radio, and you'd wake up to the uh, the speaker's questions from the U.K. Parliament. When they're all yelling Screaming at, at each other. You know, like uh, that's what our listeners want to hear for the next ten months. They want to hear, hey, you know, they don't want to hear that, well, today we're gonna to be talking about Washington Journal and you know what I mean. Like like the same thing over and over again. Well yeah, like that you and I were laughing last week about that uh that radio show that a couple of those uh Capitol reporters threw out of Helena. That oh, yeah. NPR show and then you're looking at that like, Oh boy, that's gonna be some riveting radio right there. Well, you know, uh, yeah, that's that campaign beat that I referenced earlier. Sally Mock is a class act. She's with she's with public radio, and and uh, you know, and but but most of the commentary is just the same typical, you know, kind of liberal commentary spin on the political news of the day, and, and a lot of it is what what people already know, kind of anyway. But sometimes they'll 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 give you a good indicator of what the Democrats are thinking. Did you see on the the AP has on their style book now that we're supposed to when we write black people the B must be capitalized so we must do that from now on. <laughs> Speaking of so uh, oh uh, let's see where was the message this was from oh Tim and Savage sent us a message we were talking about the angry Joe Biden lashing out biting back uh, and so he's at this black church in I think was it South Carolina oh my God and he gives this scorched speech and then people start chanting four more years inside of a church anyway uh, Tim and Savage says no matter what Brandon screamed yesterday it was entirely inappropriate for, for it to happen in the pulpit of any church and so yeah was totally political staged event inside of a church but you know what was funny about it these these uh, pro Hamas terrorist uh, left-wing supporters <laughs> These protesters interrupted Biden's speech, and Biden didn't know what was going on. But there's this there's this uppity, white, liberal, man-bun-wearing, anti-Israel dude who interrupted the black church. And I just thought it was hysterical because it's so typical of today's Democrat Party. Every time you watch Joe Biden do that stuff, I, I see stolen valor. You sit up in front of those of those people in that black church and talk about how you were some leader in the civil rights movement when the whole thing is a lie. It's, it's stolen valor. I don't see why they don't get mad about oh, it. Oh, yeah. Well, more and more black voters are, and they are uh, leaving the Democrat Party in droves. So hopefully this just facilitates it even further. The average time a resume spends on an HR manager's desk is seven seconds, and most of them are tossed aside. Now imagine if one of those resumes belonged to Yasmin, who was living in a shelter, juggling three jobs. I had to be resilient. That's something that you can't teach. 
Or if that resume was from someone who worked 12 hour shifts in the recycling company with my dad, who's 72. That taught me a work ethic that I carry with me every day. We rely so much on a resume, yet it could never tell the full story of someone. Growing up where I did, a lot of things could have gotten in the way of my goals, but I learned to push through, and that's what I bring to work every day. So maybe it's time we look beyond the resume and look to grads of life. Discover new ways to develop great talent that are so much more than what's on paper at gradsoflife.org. A public service announcement brought to you by Grads of Life and the Ad Council.